Hello, my name is Gaia, and tonight we talk about the moon. It's the Earth's oldest satellite and has been with us for eons. It was made when another planet, about the size of Mars, crashed into Earth roughly 4.5 billion years ago. That collision, boom, broke up the other planet, and some of its debris became our moon. Cool, no? Even cooler is that despite the moon being made of space junk, the moon plays a crucial role in our day-to-day -day lives. You see, without its gravitational pull, the Earth would spin frantically out of control, seasons would fluctuate dramatically, and even length of day would be affected. Put differently, life as we currently know it wouldn't exist. With an influence this important, it's unsurprising that the moon features prominently in the world's cultures and practices. The most obvious example is in how we record time. You see, months are roughly, but not precisely, roughly equal to the amount of time it would take for the moon to grow from new moon to full moon. This means there's normally just one full moon in a typical month. But because our calendar isn't quite in sync with the moon's phases, because remember, one month is roughly, but not precisely, equal to how long it takes to get a full moon, that we sometimes see more than one full moon or more than one new moon in a single month. And when either of these happen, we call it a blue moon. Here's another example of how we use the moon. We use it to mark changes in the Earth's landscape. For example, in some North American indigenous cultures, the full moon in January is called wolf moon to pay homage to wolves howling in cold winter nights. And then February's moon is called snow moon. March is sugar moon because maple sap starts to rise in the trees and will soon be ready for harvest as maple syrup. April's full moon is called pink moon after the tiny pink flowers that carpet the earth in spring. May is called flower moon. June's is strawberry moon because these berries are ripening at about this time. July is buck moon. <laughs> no, not buck naked. It's named after male deers called bucks who start to grow their antlers. August is sturgeon moon. September is harvest moon and marks when nature's bounty is ready for harvesting and storekeeping. October's moon is hunter's moon because historically this was a time for hunting so that meat could be preserved to last through winter. November is beaver moon because historically and traditionally the last traps were being set for beaver pelts. 
and December is cold moon. Beautiful, no? The moon also figures in our religions. Take Buddhism as an example. You see, Sri Lanka uses the moon to mark important milestones in the spread of Buddhism throughout the country. Here, full moon days are called poyas and are civil and bank holidays. In Christianity, a different religion, the moon helps fix the date of Easter. To understand how, allow me a quick sidebar to first explain the spring equinox. <laughs> I promise it's important. You see, the equinox happens when the sun crosses the celestial equator. This tends to happen sometime between March 19 and March 21. And when it does, the length of day is equal to length of night. Now all this is well and good for astronomy, but the church found this date range to be too wide, so they simplified it and selected one date, March 21, and they called it the Ecclesiastical Spring Equinox. By some accounts, this date was chosen because Christian scholars reckoned it was the date that the spring equinox happened in 325 AD, when the first council of Nicaea met to develop a uniform Christian doctrine. And once the date had been chosen, the church created a rule. Easter will happen on the first Sunday, after the first full moon, after the ecclesiastical spring equinox. <laughs> Let's see an example of this rule in action. <laughs> Pull out a calendar for 2023. Our first step is to find March 21. That's when the ecclesiastical equinox happens. Then we need to flip ahead and find out that the first full moon will fall on Thursday, April 6th. Next, we need to find Sunday. This means that if we apply the rule in 2023... Easter will fall on Sunday, April 9. <laughs> cool, no? But there's one exception to this cool rule. If the first full moon after the ecclesiastical equinox is on a Sunday, then Easter will fall on the next Sunday. This is done so that the Christian Easter doesn't fall on Jewish Passover. Now, I don't know about you, but I find all this fascinating. And this is only just a brief chapter of how the moon influences religions. And there's more nuance, least of all between Latin and Eastern churches, and in how other religions and cultures and communities timekeep. You know, I mean, we all knew that the moon pulls the ocean's tides, but that it also stabilizes the Earth's tilt marks our seasons and gives meaning to some religious ceremonies? Well, that's just magical. And on that note, we head to story time for a beautiful story about how the moon was made. Our story comes from New Zealand and was first written by Maori writer Edith House. And if you like, Subscribe for more bedtime stories that are filled with ancient legends, 
and backstories with modern science. And join my Patreon for exclusive bonus episodes. I'll see you soon.